Hello and welcome to Agile at Lundbeck. We've all heard about Agile, but what exactly is it? On Agile at Lundbeck, we ask various stakeholders to give their take on your questions about Agile, so you understand it, form and inform your own opinions, and maybe even implement it when it makes sense. I'm Anna Solberg, and this is Agile at Lundbeck. Hi, Mete. So nice to have you here on the podcast. We have now been working together for a while in the Agile Center, and we of course talk a lot about Agile on the daily basis. But I'm curious to hear from you in your own words, how would you describe Agile to our listeners? Thanks, Anna. That's a good starting point. Let's just clarify what is this topic that we're all talking about. Agile is first and foremost a mindset, and thereby a particular way of thinking and working. You have teams with an agile mindset that continuously focus on what creates most value to the customers. They do that by having frequent interactions with the customers and thereby continuously adapting to change. And we should also mention that agile teams, they work in self-organizing units, empowered to choose themselves what is the best way to deliver that value. Management roles is to set the directions and the guardrails for the teams. First, however, I'd like to emphasize that Agile is not an objective in itself. It's a way of working that we believe can contribute and add value to the outcomes that we're working on or the problems that we're trying to solve. So it means that Agile is a means to an end and not an objective in itself. So can you tell a few words on where we're implementing these ways of working? as they are not something that we're implementing throughout the organization at this stage. Right now, we're mainly experimenting with the agile ways of working within the research and development area and then in the digital space. And we believe that the methodology and the mindset will actually help us achieve our goals in these two areas as the problems and objectives, they just naturally lend themselves to agile. Of course, many of our listeners know that Agile emerged out of the software development world. And for those of you who are interested to learn more about it, please listen to our podcast on the basics of Agile. But returning to the topic, I'm sure that Agile fit with R&D can still be a surprise for some of our listeners. Can you tell a few words why Agile is a good fit with these two areas that you mentioned, digital and R&D in Lundbeck? As mentioned, Agile as a way of working is very much about being able to adapt to change, being close to customers, adjust based on the feedback you get from the customers, working cross-functionally in smaller teams and shorter iterations. And if you think about the overarching objectives of the two areas within R&D and the digital space, they just fit very well with Agile. We all know that one of Lundbeck's strategic imperatives is rebuild the pipeline. In R&D, we'd like to reduce the time to market, re-energize our employee, create that room for, for drug hunger that Johan so often talks about. So this area has all the ingredients of complexity. You need innovation. You want to create transparency so that it is easy for people to prioritize and focus their time and putting people together from multiple functional areas. And that's exactly what that Agile framework facilitates. Shall we talk more about our strategy and why Agile is a great fit for digital space at Lundbeck? Great, yeah. First of all, we launched the digital strategy in the end of the 2020. And it had a mission basically to digitize across the value chain 
and create value by better and faster innovation using tools and data. It was to increase the medical benefit by diagnostic monitoring and support. And also that final step to have dialogues with the patients and the physicians via digital tools. If you think about this mission and then combining it with the fact that being in the digital space is, is relatively new to Lundbeck. And in that area of uncertainty, that is where there's also a need to be more explorative and adapt to change, which is actually what the Agile Ways of Working facilitates as well. But of course, just because we have highlighted R&D in the digital space, that's not to say that we should work agile across the entire R&D and across the entire digital space and vice versa. It also doesn't mean that other areas are not suitable for working agile. What we're basically just saying is that it's in these two areas that we have currently most experimentation ongoing and most projects. Can you tell us a little bit about the results that we're seeing from this experimentation with agile and projects in R&D? digital space and other projects where we have tried to work Agile. I know that there are some very good results that Agile have been showing, and I'm sure that we all want to know what are those results. Yeah, that's an excellent question. And as we said in the beginning, Agile is not an objective in itself. So we use Agile as a way of working simply because we believe it has an impact. Assessing those metrics, collecting all the learnings from across all projects, that's something that we in the Agile Center has had a lot of focus on. And I think it's based on all these learnings that we are able to conclude what works for Lundbeck and also what should we continue doing and where should we adapt. As you said, that we have four areas of impact. And the, one of the key things that we're looking at is, among others, the faster decision making and delivery. And what we have seen in the projects that we have run so far is that they typically finish somewhere between 50 to 75% faster than what we would have seen in similar projects not run in the agile manner. So, of course, the fact that you work focused, very concentrated, of course, you deliver faster. But I don't think that's the only thing. Also, the fact that the teams are truly empowered. It means that the team know exactly these are the decisions that we can make. And these are the things that we need to consult with our managers or our customers or sponsors. And because of the short iterations that we work in, we have that frequent dialogue with the customers and the sponsors. And that actually means that we have the possibility to get that frequent input from them when the team themselves is not able to make decisions. And when we talk about customers, this is, of course, customers in the very broad sense of this word. Depending on the situation and specific project, customers can be considered as external customers, for example, vendors that we are working with, but it can also be internal customers, like, for example, other teams, other departments or management. When we talk to Agile coaches and those organizations that have been implementing Agile practices for longer than Lundbeck, I often hear that faster should not really be the key reason to implementing Agile, even though many admit that it often happens as a result of working Agile, and as you are saying, because people are working in a very focused manner, that the results are coming faster. They also talk about quality and value. And I know that we have seen this in our projects too, haven't we? 
Yeah, definitely. And we do see higher quality outcomes. That metric is, of course, somewhat qualitative. And the reason that we see it is that when you work in these cross-functional teams and people have an increased dialogue within the team, it just allows for that increased creativity and coming up with innovative solutions. Again, there's that frequent sponsor or customer interaction because of that close interaction you're actually able to bring in the knowledge that they possess and add value to the solutions that you're producing. So why is it? I think it's clearly because of the very transparent ways of working that we see in the agile teams. You have a backlog. It's very easy to prioritize. It means that people use less time on context switching. Context switching, one of my favorite topics, and I know that it is one of your favorite topics too. I guess we all know that feeling of, oh, how was it? Where were we? How did the last discussion go? It just takes time. And that context switching is just reduced simply because the teams work a lot more focused and concentrated. Clearly, the fourth impact that we have is the active engaged workforce. And this is actually the impact that Johan highlighted as being one of the most important things to him. It's very fun and satisfactory when you hear these statements from people. Because of that transparent way of working, it's very clear to people what is it that they should focus on. And it means that people can see how they contribute. And when they walk home, they say, wow, this is what we produced today. And that feeling drives motivation. So Agile sounds like a magic bullet, isn't it? Something that can solve all our problems. Unfortunately, it's not. And I think that it also comes with the price. One of the, the challenges that we have seen is that people that work on projects selected to try out and experiment with Agile's way of working, they have experienced some pressure in their calendars. So that is clearly one of the learnings and takeaways. If we think about Lundbeck in general, what we see is a company with a lot of number one priorities. Having worked in this company for quite a few years now, it's something that I recognize from several areas. And what I think is that people and managers and teams, they're just very ambitious and they want to do a good job. But I actually also think that if we have more focus on prioritization and sequencing our work, we can gain value. So rather than doing too much multitasking, but instead making completely clear what is it we focus on first and what is it that we then tackle and focus on in a later step. And the reason simply being that we will be able to make faster decisions. We will finish projects earlier. And once they're finished, we can already start generating the value from these finished projects. Further, we also reduce uh, the time spent on managing projects and allocating people. Uh, and all this will give uh, employees an increased satisfaction. I clearly see that there's a very good reason for why we should prioritize our work and think more in sequential project execution rather than doing too much multitasking. So how would you summarize these uh, learnings uh, from our projects for our listeners? What are the key challenges that we are trying to solve at the moment? And thank you very much for sharing so openly that it's not a magic bullet and there are still some difficulties and some challenges that we see. So in short, prioritizing and sequencing our work in order to reserve sufficient capacity, that is the key challenges that we are trying to solve.
Any last words for our listeners from you, Meta? And of course, the question that is very often asked, where to go next, what to do next, if people are still not quite sure what to do with all the agile knowledge that they're receiving, and maybe they want to try to implement a project using agile methodology or learn more about the mindset, what do they do next? Yeah, agile is a means to an end and not an objective in itself. We should get inspired by the methodology where we believe it can add value to the work that we're doing. So I'll definitely encourage everybody to look into their areas. And as Johan said in his last episode, the Agile Center is here to help. We are happy to support and share knowledge. By all means, feel free to reach out, book us for a meeting or a lunch or a team setup. Then we can share ideas and hopefully something fruitful flows from this. Thank you, Meta. It's always fantastic to talk to you about Agile and very inspirational. And thank you so much for providing even more clarity to our listeners about Agile at Lundbeck. Thank you, Anna.